Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen, episode 40. This is my 2020 wrap up. I am going to talk about some of the great learnings I've had in 2020, both personally as well as some cool alternative health options that are out there now and becoming way more prevalent. So I'm going to first start by asking you to please go and rate and review my podcast wherever you listen. So on Apple, you will look at my podcast. You've got to scroll down a little bit and you'll see a little section where it'll say write a review. Go ahead and give me a five-star rating and let me know what you think with a few kind words. You can also always send me some feedback through email, sandy at sandyknutrition.ca. Also, if you like the topics that I talk about on this podcast, you will find so much more on Facebook and on Instagram. On Facebook, Sandy K Nutrition, I have a page there. I also have a private women's group on Facebook. You have to answer a few questions to be permitted into the group. I'm sure I've had like 20 year old men try and get into this group and it's a definite no. This is women over 40. So you can find me on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram at Sandy K Nutrition. I'm also on Twitter, but I'm not that active there. So please go ahead and do that if you like alternative health and holistic health and topics that are definitely not mainstream. So today I decided to do a holiday edition and a reflection of 2020. And what I want to talk about is a few key learnings of 2020. And I'm also going to talk about, so this is going to be personal learnings, learnings that I've seen on social media that I've learned from, learnings on an alternative health perspective as well. One thing I've noticed in 2020 that has become a prevalent theme is how people no longer mind their own business and feel that whatever it is that you do, it's their business too. It's really, really odd. And I will tell you an experience I had. This was just yesterday. I was getting groceries just for my Christmas dinner that I'm planning to have. And so I was actually just putting my groceries in the car and there was another woman who was pulling in to go into the grocery store. She looked in my trunk and said, oh, well, somebody's certainly loading up. And it wasn't like 
in a nice way. And, and how could that even be nice? Like, she's a complete stranger. Why is she looking in my trunk, right? So I looked at her and I said, well, yeah, Christmas is coming. I am hosting a Christmas dinner. It's not like I was hoarding. I didn't have loads and loads of toilet paper in my car. It was my groceries. And she says, well, you know that there's a lockdown. And I kind of looked at her and I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. And I didn't even know what to say because, you know, <laughs> my husband had a few choice words of what he would have said. But, you know, I, I just, I think it, I was a little taken aback by this complete stranger feeling that it was okay to look in my trunk, see, you know, that I've got quite a few groceries and comment on what I may or may not be doing on Christmas. It was really, really weird. And that has been a prevalent theme throughout 2020, where everyone's asking, are you wearing a mask? Are you not wearing a mask? Are you getting vaccinated? Are you not getting vaccinated? Are you letting your kids hang out with their friends? Are you not? Like, I mean, I could go on and on and on about how our world has turned into a world of busybodies. That was one thing I noticed. So obviously, you can get a feel for what my opinion is on that. I believe that, you know, people need to do what's right for them, period. End of story. Now on to that. The other thing that was a prevalent theme is how the media has become so manipulated and biased. It's very, very interesting how this has come about. But, uh, you know, that whole saying, no news is good news. Well, that was certainly a, pre a prevalent theme in 2020. And I personally have stayed away from the news. I didn't when we had our initial lockdown. And then I started to learn very quickly that this did not serve me in any way, shape or form to watch the news. So I kept myself only on a need to know basis. Is school on lockdown? Is school going back? When is school going back? <laughs> How often is uh, school gonna be um, in person? And anyway, you know, trying to keep track of the rules as they change is a whole other topic in itself. So I have chosen to do a lot of research for myself. I do a lot of research for people who want to listen. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. On all of my social media challenges, challenges, uh, there were challenges on social media, by the way, which I'll get to. But on all of my social media cha uh, channels, I like to provide information for it. Now, that's your choice on what you want to do with that information. But my role as a registered holistic nutritionist is to educate in the whole space of holistic health. That's what I do. I educate my clients, I educate the people within my community. And so this entire year, I would question 
what was being fed to us through mainstream media. And I feel that that is really important for every single person out there who is capable of looking at things on their own and questioning on whether that makes sense for them. I find it really interesting that in our area where I am, which is just outside of Toronto, the lockdown doesn't begin until the day after Christmas. I feel that there are definite manipulations as to dates and what works for some people, what works for others. I mean, even when the lockdown began in the spring here in Canada, our Prime Minister was celebrating, I think it was Easter, with his family. Meanwhile, the entire rest of the country was told not to. So. This is why, and, and then you've got, I'm not gonna try, I'm trying not to get too political here, but then you've got health ministers who are not even medical professionals who are making decisions that are very important decisions in our province. So then there's the entire question of why can't Canadians have access to personal rapid testing. I had to sit in a 40-minute indoor lineup. This was a couple of months ago. Inside of the hospital, you know, close enough to people. They're talking about this having aerosol spread. You know, close enough to people who may possibly be infected. I think it's like a 33% infection rate um, for those who are tested. And it wasn't me who was getting tested, it was one of my kids. And it was negative, by the way. Anyway, meanwhile, wouldn't it make more sense to have access to home testing? You know, our drugstores, they have the ability to do rapid tests in the drugstores, but you have to be asymptomatic. But then I went and researched it to see, okay, well, you know, can kids who are coming home from university get tested before they come into the home? Well, no, they can't. There are specific criteria to these asymptomatic rapid tests that are available. So it's really kind of a mess here, I feel. And I feel that not allowing Canadians to take control of their health is a whole other podcast in itself. So that was a big learning here for me because I've, you know, I've never been a huge news watcher, but this year more than ever, I have stayed clear from mainstream news and media. And I've done a lot of my own research. I also feel, you know, it doesn't matter what I think about masks or not masks or social distancing or not social distancing. But, you know, we've, we've had masks mandated for a while now. And, you know, bottom line is, if they worked, would we even have this second wave? 
If we could run away and hide from a virus, wouldn't it be gone by now? Hmm, just something to think about. Because if, you've, if you're a medical professional, you've taken biology, you've taken many more courses than I have in school. But, you know, in biology, a virus is a virus. A virus is everywhere. A virus is on our skin. It's within our bodies. It's everywhere. You can't really run away and hide from a virus. And yeah, there's going to be some horrible misfortunes, not minimizing the severity of this virus and how many people it's killed and how quickly it's spread. I'm not minimizing that. But there's just a lot of questions in my mind. And I feel that that is okay to do that. It's okay to question the narrative that's been fed to us. The other learning, it's key, key, key for me, is that, you know, we're, we're basically told to run and hide in our homes. We're not provided anything empowering to us. Like, and okay, I'm going to preface this by saying there are no guarantees. I know this. There's no guarantees that if you do this, you will not get sick. But I do know that there are a lot of things that you can do to keep your immune system strong. And there are a lot of healthful habits that you can have, such as getting outside, not hiding in your home. And by the way, I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to say, I am not, because I don't want, this is a disclaimer right here. I'm not giving you any medical advice here whatsoever. This is for educational purposes only. See your own medical practitioner for your medical advice and what's right for you. So there you go. There's my disclaimer. But I am going to say, my gosh, people, throughout all of this time, what has kept me grounded is getting out in nature, going outside. The sun, by the way, is a nutrient. The sun provides us with nutrients, vital nutrients, such as vitamin D. And that, by the way, this year is a big study that has been shown very, very important in keeping our health strong and our immune system strong. There's a few others. I'm not going to get into that here, but getting out in nature was huge. There are other things. You can also make sure that you eat well. I follow an 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time I cook at home and I eat whole real foods. I also eat organic most of the time or local. I eat um, sustainably raised animal protein, clean protein. So I do all the things and I do it all, I'd say 80% of the time. I also exercise with weights. I exercise by walking. I do mindfulness and meditation at least five days a week. I have an infrared sauna. I know everybody doesn't have that or have access to it, but the big thing about an infrared sauna is sweating to detoxify. So I do all these things. I also do red light therapy. There's a lot that I do to keep myself healthy and strong. Again, absolutely no guarantees. There are no guarantees in life. 
There are no guarantees to say, you know, I can't get sick from this because I'm sure I can. I just don't know to what degree. So am I going to sit here in fear about what might be? I'm not. I'm not. So nature, I'm going to get back to that. There have been many times that I've felt really, really discouraged by what was happening and what is happening in the world and what has happened throughout 2020. So the only thing that I have, not the only thing, eating well, exercise, all those things can help. But really, when I needed questions answered, when I needed clarity, when I needed to be grounded, when I needed to sort of figure out why I was feeling a certain way, guess what I did? I walked in nature. And I do that still. I probably walk outside in nature. We have a lot of trails and forests where I live, which is wonderful. I'm sure every single person has something around them, whether it's a park or a beach or whatever it is, the lake, anything. Walking and noticing all of the things in nature can really help bring clarity to your life. It can help ground you. And I I actually don't make excuses. So even on days when I go to the gym and I know I exercised for an hour straight, doing weights and that sort of thing, I still will go for a walk. I still will make time to get out in nature because it's very, very different. So, you know, as I'm walking, I know the squirrels have no idea that there's a pandemic. Neither do the birds, neither does ever anything else. I mean, it's just us that really notices what's going on in the world, obviously. So nature really grounds you. So those are some key lifestyle learnings that I've had in 2020. I've also come to really engage and grow with a community of really amazing women. And most of them I know virtually. I mean, I have colleagues that are in the UK. Here I am in Toronto. I have colleagues in, you know, Western Canada, lots in the US. And, you know, it's amazing when women come together and support one another, how powerful we can be. And we really bring up this entire area of holistic health, whatever type of holistic health practitioner you are. I love it. I've also met some other practitioners who are, you know, still in that competitive against women state. And I think a lot of that has to do with a lack of maturity, a lack of growth, a lack of internal growth. Because when you come from a place of lack, then you exhibit more anger, more competitiveness. Like there's just not enough. As opposed to, and a good friend of mine talked to me about this, and I love it. When we come from a place of abundance, there's space for all of us to grow. 
when we are in a social media space and we're very aggressive and, you know, always feeling like we need to stick up for ourselves and watch our backs, well, that's not a fun place to be. But there's still a lot of that with women against other women in this space, unless they feel maybe, I don't know, that they're not a threat or they are a threat. I don't know. I'm not like that. I understand feelings that I might have where I'm like, huh, I wish I could do that or I wish I could be there, but it's not in such a way that I would wish poorly on someone else or someone else's livelihood or make them feel low so that I could feel better. You know, this kind of stuff still goes on. It still happens even in adulthood. So I've come across that in the social media space, in the holistic healthcare practitioner space. I've also come across practitioners who will claim that, you know, doTERRA essential oils will cure everything. <laughs> so I am not like that. I do not sell doTERRA and I do not, I promote essential oils in general for certain things, but I can tell you, girl, essential oils do not heal everything. And it's more about the lifestyle. And you can't claim that one little oil is gonna be a miracle for your PCOS or your Hashimoto's or whatever it is. Just, that's just bullshit. So, and, and also, you know, be careful of practitioners who do do this because it is self-serving and it's also hmm, a conflict of interest in terms of, of what you want to do for that person. Do you want to improve their health or do you want to sell oils? Probably both, but there could be a conflict there. So that's enough about this past 2020 and learnings in that respect. But what I am gonna talk about is a really, really cool healing modality that I was actually introduced to by a colleague. Her name is Natalie Nidham. I am gonna put her information in the show notes. See, there's woman supporting woman. I love her. She's very, very smart very wise and very mature and she is an experienced practitioner who knows her stuff and she is a holistic nutritionist but she knows a lot about peptides so that is my biggest alternative health discovery is peptides so peptides are essentially they're short chain amino acids so think of proteins proteins are long chain Peptides are short chain. They're easier to for your body to absorb, easier for your body to use as signaling molecules to go in and repair and boost and fix things that you want fixed. So I personally have been playing around with peptides and so has my husband. And so far so good. I mean, these peptides can do all sorts of things. So I'll tell you what I'm doing. I am always working on my gut health because I started to have some issues when I started having thyroid issues. So it's like I'm constantly playing catch up with 
my gut health constantly. And so I do want to use peptides to help do some reparative work in my gut. So it's very, very exciting that I am trying this. So I'm first using a peptide to kind of bring me to homeostasis, bring my body and my immune system to balance. It's an immune modulator. Very, very cool. And then I'm going to work on the gut. So peptides are really a great way to take control of your own health when you're doing all the things and you still can't achieve what you want to achieve. So remember, I focus on aging well. It's not really about anti-aging because we're gonna age no matter what we do, but I love finding out anything relating to how I can age better. And let's face facts, there are certain mechanics of the body that just sort of start to break down as you get older. And, and a lot of it has to do with genetics. And that's a whole other conversation that I am going to be having in a podcast with a podcast episode for 2021 will be the topic of epigenetics. That's so I'm going to save that. But, you know, there are some things at play and within our bodies that you know some of us don't even know about. And so peptides are a way to signal to the body to say, no, no, go back and fix this. Or no, no, don't, I, I don't want you to break down here. Let's, let's fix this. So it's really cool stuff. You need to work with a practitioner who knows peptides. So I highly recommend Natalie Nidham in the U.S. too. You can also contact Dr. Amber. She was on my podcast. I think she was episode 35. So I'm going to actually tag both of these ladies who are very, very well-versed in peptides. And they can talk to you about that if you're interested. But really, the key is and the key about everything in life is A, you are the only one who has control of you. Nobody else. So you control what goes in your body. You control what happens with your, you know, what you want for your health. How do you want to age? All of these things. So that's kind of what I'm about. That's what Sandy K Nutrition is about. It's about learning how to live with balance. It's not about judging others for making choices that they make. It's more about just doing what's right for you. And when you live a life of balance, I can tell you as somebody who has had some pretty major health challenges that you can be healthy and you can be happy. So I'm going to end this here and this podcast will be going live before the new year. So I am going to wish you all a really, really healthy and happy 2021. And I look forward to bringing you so much more in the new year. Bye for now.
Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s, and beyond can be exciting, balanced, and healthful. Bye for now.